What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of the greatest radio show in all of Conroe, probably. This is Nerd Thug Radio. We are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You're hanging out with me, Corey DLG, and the cat. Oh, well, hang, oh, oh, well, hang oh. on. Wait a minute. Nope, the head of HR has yet another vacation day. Although we are in his home. Yeah, we broke in. I mean, no doubt about it. He was out. Of, he's out of the country. Like, what do we care? <laughs> so he broke in, ate all his snacks. Yeah. Anyway, as he is draining the Nerdthug Radio account in Switzerland, uh, mysteriously, we're uh, we're over here in his house, just using his electricity and microwaving his goldfish. <laughs> it's revenge, guys. It's revenge. <laughs> anyway, with me as usual is little brother Nico. Yeah, that's me. Like that's anyone listening is like, I don't know what's going on. Like, are they breaking up? Is this the end? Of the- no, no, we're not that lucky. We're not that lucky. Look, the lizard's back on the window. From the last time I was here. <laughs> He's a big fan of yours. He is. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're hanging out here at uh, Casa de Savage with no savages. We're doing the house sitting thing. I'm doing the house sitting thing. Nico's doing the trespassing thing. Yeah, that's me. Uh, he's been instructed to stay 50 yards away from me at all times and refuses to do so. No. I'm getting a little worried. It's okay. All right. So, uh, what you been up to? Uh, nothing. Just being sick, hanging out with my mom, mm. watching Lifetime shows. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lifetime's brutal. It's pretty good, man. Like, what are you I needed some trashy TV, and it was exactly what I needed you in know, my life. I'm going to say it's my fault, because I was over there last week, and I feel like we watched way too much Below Deck. I love Below Deck. It's a fantastic series. <laughs> I mean, are you a fan now? I've always been a fan of Below Deck. I had never watched it before until my roommate got me into it, and now it's like one of like two reality shows I watch. I watch that one, and I watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, that's a good one as well. That one's a great one because there's always a couple who are, like, super messed up. Like, clearly one of them right, yeah, it's brought like, in the other one just to, like, manipulate and control them and be their little pleasure toy. And right. then once it's not going well, like, once they're having real-life problems, they're like, well, I'm going to deport you. And it's like, well, that's... That seems aggressive. That's a little rude. <laughs> they literally uprooted their whole life for you. Right. That one was real bad because then he's upset and he's like, why'd you call the cops on me? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, like... Apparently there was someone else there, and they were like, "No, she definitely should have called the cops." So then it's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, TV, man. TV's TV. great. Um, so we were watching uh, "Marrying Millions," which is where two uh, is it's it's a uh, it's like six couples or something like that. One of them's a millionaire, and the other one is broke. Could you marry a millionaire? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, don't doesn't matter doesn't matter what 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 she he looks like. You're, you're cool with it. Uh, nah, it's probably gotta be, it's probably gotta be way better than that. It's gotta be good looking, though. Yeah. Okay. Like, good looking, like, the age doesn't matter if, like, they still look good for their age. Like, I'm fine with it. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Well, like, it's... She could be 95. As long as, as long as the bank accounts check out, I'm married. Yeah, so, all of the, all the millionaires on the show are all guys, except one which is a like 44-year-old Asian woman and she's very attractive. Yeah. And then she's dating some like 48-year-old like broke construction worker from Minnesota. See, she's doing it wrong. She right. needs to go get herself a little 20-year-old something. Exactly. Oh no, there's two of them. So there's another woman who is doing exactly that. Yeah, that's what you do. Is you go get yourself a little 20-year-old. That's what everyone should do. If if you find yourself single and wealthy in your late 40s to early 60s, go get you one or two 20-year-olds. And just marry them. Together. <laughs> yeah. W- yeah. You move to Utah and you 
you like you marry one on paper and you tell the other one it's official and you just like why why wouldn't you I don't know that just seems like a, a strange thing and it, it's just it's such a crazy thing because like you see how manipulative or like yeah how for sure. absolutely like like one of them was was real bad they're just like everything I live for like it's like he wants a prenup before they get married because she doesn't want them to just get divorced and her just take a bunch of money from him. So, but, like, that's not really what happens, though. Like, you're not entitled to everything they own before you get married. No, yeah, I'm saying, you like... You only are entitled to... Well, I know, I'm just... I'm Just for people in general, when you get married, it starts right there. Like, that's when the, the number starts. So everything that's earned while y'all are together is what someone could get from a divorce. So, like, if I'm... The reason I'm saying that is, like, we were saying off air, we were talking about this before we started, and I told you, like, every financial planner and advisor would tell you to get a prenup. Absolutely. Like, they would just say, protect yeah. your assets, protect, take care of yourself, get a prenup. Um, but, like, if I'm towards the slow end of my business life, like, I got, like, $80 million in the bank, and then, like, I'm only earning a couple million a year right now. You know what I mean? It's not going to be late into yeah. the world. Yeah, it's a, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. it's, it's like, most of them are realtors, so it's, like... Any any, they, like, any day they can make a bunch of money. Right. Real so, estate is crazy like that. Yeah, so, like, the, the Asian woman was, like, it's, like, oh, yeah, he makes about a few thousand dollars a month. She's, like, I make a few million per transaction. Yeah. Like, yeah. real fast. Whoa. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Right. If you're doing, like, commercial real estate, too, especially. Yeah. Because a lot of them, like, that's what a lot of people do now. That's a big thing where... They'll build and develop, like, uh, an apartment or uh, a business strip or uh, a parking garage. And then once it's built and set up, they sell it. And that's where they make you know, millions of dollars. 250 $350, 450000000 million. Uh, when I was still in commercial construction uh, working in an office, one of the projects that they talked about and they wound up kind of backing up on was they were going to build this parking garage downtown somewhere, and I don't think I'm supposed to say where, so I won't. Um, and essentially, there was already a French company that had told them, if you build it to these specifications, we'll go ahead and buy it the second it's done and approved, and we'll buy it at, like, it was like $35 million, and the project was like a $4 million project. Ooh. So it's like, do you want $30 million? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that makes sense because they're going to make money off of it anyways. Yeah, because they're going to run it, and they'll literally charge people the in and the outs, and it's it's in a high-traffic area downtown. Like, it was going to be a thing. And then there was another one where it was a hotel. They were dealing with this one developer for a little bit, and he was like, I also had this hotel that a particular chain. Our, the guy already owned the land in certain places, but it was going to be a matter of demoing and building. And he was like, he was like, and, and I won't name the chain. I don't know what I'm supposed to not say about it, but he basically was like. Avoid specifications. Yeah. He basically was like, yeah, this particular chain that everyone knows and people have stayed at uh, has already told me that if I build it in this location, like and they've already come and looked at the location, and if we built one there, it would be worth hundreds of millions of dollars literally the day after it's finished and approved. Nice. Hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, construction and development, real estate's a weird, man. It is, man. It is. because like, And, and it's weird because at first you're like, well, why? But then you think about the fact that, especially downtown Houston, Real estate's not cheap, plus it would be hard for them. Like, it would be harder for them to buy land, demo what's already there. This guy already owns land and controls it. Like, he's already done the first four steps, which could take 10 to 20 years. Right. Because you got to get all the zoning. you got to get control of all the land and all that. 
So once he he already had all that stuff, and literally it was just him trying to decide if he could put together or was willing to spend the money to put into the project to get the money out of it, you know. And it takes a long. It you're talking commercial construction can take two to three years. Right. Yeah. So. It's 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 definitely a slow burn. Although at the end of it, it's big money. Oh, yeah. You got to bleed out four million dollars over two years, but then someone wants to write you a check for thirty five, and you're like. Okay. Mm, yeah, okay. All right. And there is still like a 20%, 15% chance that you couldn't get it approved, like you messed up somewhere. And that would be bad. But you're more than likely going to make $30 million on a parking garage. Right. That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, No, so if I'm a real estate developer in, in, any, in a major urban area at all. Yeah, it was Las Vegas, so... Yeah. Big money rolling through there. And there's tons of land in Las Vegas, too, which is weird, because that means there's tons of places to just buy up a bunch of acres of land, develop it, and flip it, because there's all these companies want to be out there. Right. Especially now there's about to be... Vegas. NFL, well, it's Vegas, first of all, and now there's about to be an NFL team out there. Oh, yeah. There's, all kind, there's, a, there's a hockey team already. Like, it's all, I mean, it's just... It's a big deal. It is. Although, I think I read somewhere that they got a drought pending. Oh, no. A drought in the desert. Who would have known? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think Hoover Dam is basically like, yeah, if they expand X percentage over the next couple of years, we can't accommodate, essentially. Hmm. Well, that's pretty bad. I mean, you know, I'd still fly in for the weekend. <laughs> right. Yeah. So go to the Sin City, my boy. <laughs> yeah, because I don't drink water anyway. <laughs> I don't need water. <laughs> no. That's not what I drink when I'm in Vegas. The, the beer is free as long as you're gambling, and the booze is freer. So, like, what am I worried about? Just keep putting quarters in the slots and wake up tomorrow. Not my problem. <laughs> God, do I just always sound like the worst person in a room? I mean, no, but that that was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not my best day. Although someone on the internet today told me that any that um, we're talking about AOC and she used to be a bartender, and he said she's a former drug dealer. And I was like, uh, alcohol is not a drug. And he's like. Sure it is. Ethanol dampens brain function. It is a legalized drug, and she's a legal drug dealer. And I was like... That's not her fault. That's a pretty extreme take on bartending. Your local your local brewery would like to... Yeah. Your local drug factory. Right. And I was, and he was like, everyone there, everyone who goes to a bar is just an alcoholic. And I was like, no, that's definitely not true. I yeah. Was, I've met alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, if you're, if you're just for the booze, like if all you care about is just getting drunk... You go to the liquor store, you buy one of those plastic bottles behind the counter for like $7, and you just chug it. That's what the sad people do. So, like, if you just want to get drunk, it's way cheaper to go to a liquor store than it is to go to a bar. Right. So then the idea, like, I was like, that's definitely not what, like, no, not at all. And I was like, a bar is really, like, the place to go and be social for a lot of people. That's what it's really about is just being in crowds, and you might meet a girl or a boy. You might have a fun time on accident. Maybe oh, hear some no. music. And the guy was like, yeah, social interaction, Alcoholics Anonymous forming new meetings. And I was like, all right, man, I'm done with this. Like, I can't help you. That's one of those people that are like, I'll never touch booze in my life. Well, and listen, like, more power to you. Like, listen. Yeah, you can make whatever choice. I'm make not whatever gonna, choices you want to make. Exactly. Like, I'm, I, I'm just not going to. I'm going to I'm gonna judge your lifestyle. However, I'm not going to stop you from doing it. I'm not, no, and I'm not even going to judge someone's lifestyle. Like, uh, allegedly, Donald Trump is a teetotaler. He's never had a drink of alcohol in his whole life. And apparently, there was an older brother who was an alcoholic. And that, like. That, like, made him that way? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, like, it ruined older brother's life somehow or made it worse. I don't know how much you can ruin 
a Trump's I don't know. But uh but but so he therefore Well he's not president, so That's true. Yeah, <laughs> baby bros one up in him there. Uh no, I think he might have even passed away like a drunk driving accident. So I'm not a hundred like I don't I don't know enough of the details to but like I know allegedly the older brother was an alcoholic. And so like I get people I had a buddy in high school. Now, granted, we're all 17, and we think we know everything about life at that point. Right. As um, a 20-year-old, I agree. Right. No, and that's what... Listen, that's what happens when you're young, and I totally get it. But I had a buddy of mine who... His family was in an accident from a drunk driver when they when he was a baby, and there was an older brother who passed. Wow. And so he was like, I will never take a sip of alcohol. I haven't seen him in 15 years. I'd love to bump into him and find out if he does or doesn't drink. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't... Like, I don't need him to drink to validate my existence. I mean, I'm drunk right now. Uh, no, uh, I just... The position that a bartender's a drug dealer, while technically accurate... Is like, a bit of a stretch. It's a gross overstatement of right, like, yeah. that. And then to be like, everyone in a bar is an alcoholic. is Like, why don't you just keep writing off whole groups of people? Like, why don't you just go ahead and do it? Everyone who breathes is technically a lie. <laughs> right. Uh, man, like... It was... It was just... Once someone says stuff like that, you just know it almost doesn't matter what comes next in the conversation, right? Like when someone it's takes just a really, it's it's an aggressive stance that's not going to change, and it's, yeah, it's like it's their way of thinking. You're not going to change it, right? Like when someone just takes that, but like everyone with two feet was once a fish. I, 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 I mean, that right. might be right, but what? However, <laughs> where do we get here? Like, <laughs> all right, yeah, it was just real aggressive today. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got a lot more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Radio. We are hanging out with Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That is I. And uh, it's just us again today. The yep. head of HR took yet another vacation day. I think he's starting to burn through um, my next year's vacation. <laughs> yeah, actually, you no longer bank time. You're like negative six weeks at this point. Yeah, it's real bad. The weird part is, like, I don't take vacation, but I have vacation days banked. I've got like fifteen. He's gonna he's gonna start burning through yours pretty soon. No, it's in my contract. Like I'm not allowed to use them, but neither is anyone else. <laughs> They're just locked permanently. Yeah, he was like, "You can have them, but you can't use them." And I was like, "No, that's you know what? Like that's that, fine. That makes. I just want to be able to tell people. Just you know." People talk about benefits of jobs, right? You ever you ever have a, like a job conversation with somebody and they're just like. Oh, I get so many weeks off. Right. They're like, oh, you know, my company does like 4% 401k, blah, blah, blah. Like, I bank vacation time, but, but I'm not allowed to use it. I'm just not allowed to yeah, use I'm it. I'm not allowed to use it. It's against company policy, but only for you. Yeah, it was in my contract. It was a writer. He was like, hey, last minute edition. Can't you use can't it. use sick days. Can't use vacation days. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've already signed the paperwork. They just yeah. change it post. You just slid one more piece of paper over as I was signing 92 other documents. It's like, you ever watch someone buy a home loan? No. Buy a home? Like, they have to sign, like, 40 pages. 
Oh, so they're just like blah, 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 blah. and like blah. someone's telling them what it like. When I uh, both times I bought a car, like the person's going through it with you, where they're like, "Sign here and sign here, and this sheet says this, and this sheet says this, and this." And it's weird because you sign a bunch of stuff that is totally meaningless. Like they hand you a sheet of paper that says this sheet of paper says that everything that is in the agreement is going to be written on this piece of paper, and any oral agreements that might have been made or promised to you don't count as part of the deal for this car. What? Nice. What, like, how was I going to hold you to it anyway later? Like, <laughs> you promised me this car could fly. No, no, you signed the waiver that says none of our oral arguments are binding. Nice. That's total nonsense. Like, sign it anyway. <laughs> Whoop. Put my name on that one, too. Yeah, so, like, you sign, like, 40 documents when you do those things. Just slip one in. Can't use vacation days. Right. It's fine. Wait, Damn it! I made <laughs> I made the guy redo the, my car contract twice because he wrote the wrong number. Like in two, like I think he was trying to be slick. Like I think they were trying to get me on one, and it was like the wrong value of the loan. Like the total value was wrong twice, and I was like, Nah, not doing it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this one says because I think total after everything it was like thirteen nine and some change, and one of them was like fourteen four. You were like, mm, this was is like, wrong. Was like that's not what this one said. This says thirteen. That says fourteen four. And he's like, Oh yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll reprint this one. And then another one, like uh, somewhere down the line, it was like fifteen one. And I was like, Oh, this says fifteen one. And this one over here is just like, I was like, This is the one I signed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this way too. We'll shred it for you. But yeah, like yeah, it was like it'd be like, Oh, this car is now fifteen nine and. <laughs> It's really, man, like, I don't want to sit here and disparage the whole industry, but there are some car buying horror stories out there. Like, if you ever spend some time looking into it, there are some car buying horror stories. Um, Give me an example. I want to know now. Okay. So, like, when you when you, when you you go to a car dealership, sticker will say, like, 11.5. There's going to be tax title and license added to it. So really what you wind up paying is like a drive-off fee. It's usually about around $2,000 more, okay? So an 11.5 car winds up being like 13.7 and some change probably, okay? Um, and so like it'll it'll be numbers. It'll be 13.714.63. Like it'll be an exact number. But what people, the car, a lot of car dealerships, and everything is different. CarMax specifically buys their cars in cash puts money into them, puts a profit margin on top of every unit. So, like, they know per car what they need to make. So they put the same profit margin on top of every single car. So if they buy a car at auction for 7 and they put $3,000 into it, they put the $2,500 they want to make off of every single car on top, and they will sell that car literally for twelve five. It could blue book for sixteen. They don't care. They sell it for twelve five because that's just how their program is set up. Other car dealerships are like, oh, well, Blue Books were 16 and we only paid 6 for it. We put 2 into it. We might need to replace that transmission, but only if the customer notices and complains. Let's try and write it out and see if we can get it out here for 16 without doing the training. And so what happens is car dealerships, a lot of them call banks to find the financing after they've agreed to terms with you. So, like, they're talking to you and they're like, yeah, okay, we'll make a deal at uh, 15.5. They'll call the banks and be like, yeah, this person, here's their credit info. This is the car. This is the mileage. And they and we're, and we're, we're good at 
And a lot of times the bank will come back and be like, yeah, that's not enough. Or, oh, that's too much for that car. You need to get them to put money down. And so then the car dealership has to come back and, like, spend stuff. Or sometimes the bank will say yes. You'll sign the documentation. And the numbers won't be the same. Because the bank comes back and goes, actually, if you get them to sign for 16, that'll work. We're good there. Or the bank says they're good at fifteen five, but the dealership knows they can get you to sign at sixteen. So they go sixteen, and they take they keep the extra money, because what the dealership does is they sell financing. Such so, a strange world we live in, right? Right, because like they don't a lot of times they don't buy the cars either. They're paying rent on the cars until they sell them. So they rent the cars from the manufacturer, and they pay like sixty dollars a month or hundred dollars a month per car. But their goal is to sell a car before they have to pay the rent on it. So they get a car in, and they want to sell it within like 23 days or something like that. So they never have to pay rent on it. Um, and so the financing company pays them for the deal. And then that's where they make their money. Also, a lot of times they'll internalize financing. Like Ford had a Ford credit line for a long time. And so... The Ford Credit Company would be who would finance the deal. And the Ford Credit Company would tell the dealership, like, yeah, we can do the car uh, at, like, 5%. And the dealership would come to you and be like, we'll do the car. They can do the, the bank said they'll do the car at 6.5%. And that extra 1.5% of interest goes to, them. goes to the dealership. God, this is horrible. Yeah, so, like... Car buying really is a weird thing. That's why CarMax to me was such a unique place. There are now a couple other companies that mirror the same process. But I worked at CarMax, and I will honestly say I have no problem saying this. They were good enough to their employees. They were still a company. Right, yeah. Like, they got rid of Saturday lunches the same month. They announced it the same week we had our celebration cake for record February. They were like, hey... There's no room in the budget anymore to pay for your lunches on Saturdays, guy. Because they, they didn't want us to leave the, the dealership. They wanted us to sell as many cars as possible on Saturday. So they would buy us lunch so we would stay. Well, they were like, we can't afford to keep buying you lunch. By the way, who wants a piece of cake for our record-breaking February? Right. And I was like, <laughs> I died laughing. Because like, he literally handed out the flyer that said no more free lunches on Saturday, that it's not in the budget. The same... Like, as I, as I was holding the cake, I was like, are we really eating record-breaking cake while you tell us there's no room in the budget for, for Saturday <laughs> lunches? And he was like, I don't, I don't make the budget. I was like, how much did the cake cost? <laughs> and everyone is, like, dying laughing in the break room. But I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but they were still really good to work for. They had a bunch of benefits. I put in my two weeks' notice there to start my own comic shop. And they, uh, they because it's sales and it's commission, they were like, tell you what, man. You're going to do something else, and you're not going to work for a competitor. We're just going to pay you to stay home. And I was like, D. I was like, that's awesome. So, yeah, I went home. I went home. They paid me. For, actually, they paid me for 15 days. Wow. Because I put in a notice on a Friday and said I was going to work that weekend and through the next weekend. So it was two weeks in a day. Then they paid me for both. And I was like, cool. Um, but their process was a lot easier because they would just shop the whole loan. They already made their money selling the car. So they would deal with banks outside, and they literally get a check from the bank. Like Bank of America would be like, yeah, we'll approve this guy. They would literally write a check to CarMax for the car. That's so weird. So CarMax is out. They don't handle any of it. 
Because people would always be like, oh, I can't afford my car anymore. Do I bring it back to you guys? And it's like, we don't, we don't have anything to do with that. Once we sell you the car, we're done. But that's why they do like the money back guarantees and all that. That makes sense. Because they'll just tear up the check. Right. They're like, all right, cool. Also, they sell cars fast. Like, I didn't realize how different their volume was than everyone else. But while I got into that, a buddy of mine got into working for an actual dealership. And he was like, on a Saturday, they sell like eight. We would sell eight on like a Tuesday. On a Saturday, we would sell 30. And that's not tax time. Tax time, we would sell 20 on a Tuesday, and we would sell 70 or 80 cars on the Saturday. That's so many cars. Our lot was like perpetually, like every morning they're dumping more cars on the lot. And you, I would have to tell customers, and, it, and sometimes they don't believe you, but I have to tell customers, like, they'd come in like on a Monday, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm probably going to buy the first of next month. And I would say, great, let's talk about what you're looking for. Stay active on the website but there's no point in test driving any of these or even looking at them because they're going to be gone in about a week. So they won't be here a month from now. He's like, you're going to sell 300 cars in a month. And, and I you were s- like, we sold. I, I would tell him, I would say, honestly, we turn over like 70% of our lot every week. And they were like, no, you don't. So sometimes I would like, if I had, if one of if my manager was on, he was cool. He loved me. He let me do whatever I wanted. I would take the customer into like, the sales room where our copy machines and our fax machines were and all that. And on there's a board with our quota for the day. And, like, the managers keep track of all the deals going on so they can meet quota because that's where their bonuses are. Right. So, literally, on the board, it's like, we're going to sell 10 cars today. I said, and I promise you, at the store closes at 9, we stop paperwork at 1030 because the banks close on West Coast. Like, we use West Coast, you know what I'm saying? All that stuff. I promise you, at 730, if they're short cars... He will call his his sales whatever manager it is will call their top salespeople and be like, "Hey, do you have any deals you could try and roll tonight?" Like they hit quotas. Wild, yeah. And so then people will be like, "You guys are really gonna sell ten cars?" Huh? Yeah, yeah. So ain't nothing gonna be out there a month from now that's out there right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, man, like car dealership, car dealing is wild wild this is just the financial episode this is yeah hey before we get out of here did we already do cox ata no we did not you want to do it right now sure do it uh cox ata is a fantastic group uh they have uh, all kinds of programs that you can do from the tiny tigers to the uh the adults self-defenses all kinds of things they got taekwondo tai chi various programs you can take mention nerd thug radio get two free weeks of training uh it's a perfect time to Fall in love with the locations, the staff. They got one location in Conroe, one in Magnolia. Uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their units serviced or try to save money getting their units serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 
281-259-3367. For Rougeau Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to some more of that Nerd Thug Radio goodness. Finance edition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's about enough of that. That's what, that's what that is. I don't know. We already spent a half hour <laughs> talking about finances. And you know what? Like, even off the air, we were still talking about it. I gave right. You, I gave you the Gary V business model. Right. Have you ever seen his like his videos? I've seen a couple of them, yeah. I love me some Gary V, man. I really do. Anyway, all right. We're on 104.5, 106.1 sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check us out on the Facebook page, facebook.com, nerd, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio or nerdthugradio.com. Um, before we get into anything, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about my buddies at Faruja Mechanical. Oh. Those are like my air horns, 90s hip hop. Yeah. I love 90s hip hop air horns. All right, I gotta t- uh, you almost got me there. All right. Um, it's summer. There's one thing that's obvious in Texas is you're not going without air conditioning in this heat. If you're having any issues or just want to... Oh, I read the wrong part. If your old outdated system isn't keeping up or you'd like its service for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding area since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, plan maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the plan maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment with, within 24 hours. So call 281-259-3367. 281-259-3367. That's Ferruja Mechanical. Call them at 281-259-3367 today. And that service plan costs $179 for the first system and $129 for each additional. Still way cheaper than an AC unit. Way cheaper. Way cheaper. Get that service, y'all. It, uh... It was like 100 degrees yesterday and today. Ah, uh, it was awful. Wouldn't do it again if I tried. Took, I w- my, took my dog outside just to go pee and like walked outside and I was like, oh, good lord. I opened the door to the outside and I said, nope. Close that, not leaving. Shut it again. Didn't even open it again. Made you come in through a window. Um, that's not <laughs> The true. sun had to set before I opened yeah, the door again. Wait outside. Uh, like I'm a vampire. <laughs> Uh, Jermaine Dupree has a, uh, they're doing, they're going to do like the, the legend, the story of Jermaine Dupree. Okay. 90s hip hop, uh-huh. air horns. <laughs> anyway, I laughed at it because, um, it's like of the hip hop producers, Dr. Dre, Timbaland, they had this beef going on several years back. Jermaine Dupree said something in an interview that Dr. Dre didn't really appreciate. Eminem escalated it because he was like f you jd debris <laughs> and then he was like you doing it you doing albums with children which is accurate because back then bow wow was like 12 he was a big deal he was a big deal it's but it's it's not a great look like if you're trying to be like i'm real tough i'm hood and it's like no no you're not you do not you do a rap album with a child what, what what's your star at like 11 yeah Meanwhile, Dr. Dre is working with Eminem, like the craziest person in all of rap. Nobody ever wants beef with Eminem anymore. No, because then he'll, like, that's the one thing he's never, ever disappointed on is a diss track because it, it literally it, it kills people. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, that, that, was, that was awful. Like, yeah. he's so dead. It was brutal. 
poor guy, like, it was about to have an album come out, and then all of a sudden people were like, meh, I'm over it. Yeah. I got I got more fans than your city, homie. <laughs> Oof. It's true, though. If yeah, I, it's I mean, accurate. Yeah, I mean, Eminem has got more fans everywhere. Like, Much rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. That one was pretty uh, good, too. <laughs> also 100% accurate. <laughs> um, But, yeah, man, like, Jermaine Dupri... I was never a Jermaine Dupri guy, but, like, when they went through the list of people who were about, like, going to say nice things about him, it's like, Usher, Bow Wow Now is a bigger deal. I mean, because he's been around forever now. Uh, little Missy, uh, or uh, Missy Elliott, I should say. Um, it, was a, it was a lot of people where I was like, I was like, yeah, they're a big deal. Yeah, they're a big deal, and they're all, like, well-respected, too. Yeah, but it's, it's just like... Back in the day. <laughs> JD, Jermaine Dupri, I'm out. <laughs> like, That's eh, it. I'm out. I don't give a care. Timbaland... Literally on an Eminem track called Square Dance, Timbaland, they played a Timbaland voicemail where Timbaland was like, tell him I said to suck my wiggy wiggy, and then he drops the D word on him. Got him. But like, literally Timbaland was phoning in, like, this is the JD for an Eminem song. So, yeah. Two Rap. points them. Right, yeah. <laughs> Rap music. This is the best. You know, name another genre where they do diss tracks, right? They don't. Like well, I mean, like, and then if you break down what a diss track is, it's it's two men writing poems at each other, like, aggressively. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's about culture. Right. And people. Right. And, like, it's it, it like, defines, like, eras and stuff. Because, like, yeah. Drake, like, that was when Drake got, like, really big. When he had a beef with uh, Weak Mill, as they called him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he bodied up Meek Mill real good. Well, and the, to me, I'm older, so the most important one in my era is Jay-Z Nas. Yeah. That was a big deal. Because Nas was like, he was like the guy in New York, right? He was like New York's guy. And then he kind of doesn't make an album for a little bit. And Jay-Z is coming up and people, and, and but everyone, but Jay-Z feels like everyone's still talking about Nas. And so he's like, let me remind you who I am. Big deal. Real big deal. Huge deal. Took them years to squash it. Um... Yeah, and, like, hip-hop is so, like, regional, too. Yes. Yes. Like, there's, like, territories and, like... I was watching a YouTube clip, and I didn't recognize the rapper, but essentially the street gang comes up, and he's filming in, like, Decatur, and he's in a neighborhood, and he's on a front porch, and he's got a model, and they're doing, like, the vape pens, and they're... Like, it's clearly a rap video, right? Right. And the street gang walks up, and they're like, who signed your papers? And basically they were asking who gave him permission to come into that neighborhood and film the music video. Nice. And he's trying to tell him, he's like, nah, that's not how it is, man. Like, I don't have to sign papers for nobody. And they're like, yeah, you do. So they beat him up. Well, they told him, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> he may be dead now. <laughs> Ooh. No, he's not. He's not. But, yeah, like, it's kind of. <coughs> there he goes. I died. It's kind of an interesting thing, right? Like, like someone just walks up and is like, hey, who gave you permission to make a music video in this neighborhood? And you're like, the county? I filed a permit? <laughs> and they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, weird. <laughs> I know, it looks like all the documentation is in order. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, county judge, city commissioner. Nah, you look good. I'm sorry. <laughs> $12 filing fee. I'm like, I'm legit, man. <laughs> Someone shoot this man. <laughs> oh. That was That's definitely one of the best parts of the uh, the Amazon's tick. Oh, yeah. Because he's, he's an accountant. And like, he like, trying to find uh, he's, he's trying to get more information from a, a prisoner they have so they have to like 
fill out like a mountain of paperwork. Yeah, and he's like, paperwork is my specialty. <laughs> I'm an accountant. Red tape is my specialty. Man, streaming TV has been great lately, right? Stranger oh, Things yeah. season three. three. Bro. I'm on episode six right now. Oh, I finished it. Oh, you're already done. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I went home and I finished it. Wow, that's yeah. a trooper right there. It's great. This, this is, is this has been like one of the biggest Netflix releases in a long time. Because yeah, like Netflix is like yeah. dunking on them. They're like, we got like forty million individual users. Twenty million have already finished it. Yeah, uh, it was something like twenty million finished it. I think in one day. Yeah, <sighs> or like within like the the, the two days that had been released. Because because what July Fourth was like a Wednesday. Yeah. So like by the end of the week, there's like yeah. twenty million accounts already done with it. That's pretty impressive. Right. Also, there's a really great moment in the final episode. Oh, I can't wait. There's a, it's hilarious. Um, someone sings the theme song to Never Ending Story. Oh, nice. In the middle of like something ridiculous, just crazy stuff going down. Yeah, this season, uh, this season's way better than the second one. Uh, you know, I, I need to go back and rewatch the second one because, like, I don't. I, a lot of people have been like, "Oh, the second one was a little weak." Blah blah blah. And I don't remember how I felt about the second one at all. I have no recollection of the second one. Um, I guess maybe that says everything I need to say about it. I don't know. Uh, I remember um, Samwise Ganji dying. Yeah, and being real sad about that. I was real sad about that. But like, there's definitely uh, there's definitely moments that I really liked in the second season, and I like the new characters that they introduced. Well, and I just like the uh, the arc of uh, Steve Harrington. Yeah, but his arc is even better in this one. Like the journey of his character from season one to now is awesome. Right, awesome. Uh, they leave him in such a great place at the end there, where you're just like. Nice. Cool. Um, we we were watching something earlier today. Exhibit A. It's a documentary series about criminal justice and like forensics. Really, I let me just say this. I pray to God I am never on trial for anything, <laughs> which is a little scary because I always get these letters from the county that they're looking for me for other stuff, and I have to go to court for. But like, I am super concerned. That if I ever go to court for something, that it doesn't matter what I did or didn't do. It doesn't matter if we can prove I didn't do it or did do it. I am definitely going to go to jail just because the criminal justice system really, really seems messed up. The more and more, anytime, anytime anyone looks at it at all. Like eyewitness testimony is inaccurate, like a bunch. Like some, I think I've said, yeah. I think I've seen somewhere where it's like 40% of the time it's grossly inaccurate. Where you're like, well, this rape case was thrown out because the DNA proved he's not the rapist, but nine people testified he definitely was. What? Right. What kind of what kind of math is that? Like, how does that work? Like, my favorite one was uh, in the in the very first episode. Oh yeah, this show is crazy. So Exhibit A is specifically about different types of sciences and how they've affected cases incorrectly. This is this is all about bad science, basically. Right. And, like, the first one is, like, disgusting. Like, the guy they qualify as an expert is a guy who, like, was messing around with, like, a computer program. Yeah, he's somehow a woodcarver who starts as a side gig being a forensic, forensic expert, expert. And then it turns into his full-time job because there's such a demand for it. Also, he makes up a word and he says it over and over again. The whatever photo module, like, whatever it is that he says, he keeps calling, like, uh, I schedule photomodularity or something like that. Like, and he says it over and over. Well, that's, I think that's the name of the program. No, but he doesn't even say it the same way that the program. Remember, because they show the they show the like the promo video for the program. Oh yeah. And that guy says it differently than he says it. And on top of that, 
it doesn't sound like he knows what he's even saying. Like, it's like he's been reading it wrong his whole life, but no one's been like, hey, Todd, it's not, you're saying it wrong. Uh, and then it winds up that he just, he's just completely wrong. Right. Literally, so it's about it's about uh, a guy who robs six convenience stores, and the guy that they convict is six foot three. Five out of the six clerks, first of all, recognize the guy they convict and say it's not him. They see him in the photo arrays, and they go, well, it's definitely not George. Because they know who he is. They know who he is, and they said it wasn't him. This guy was nowhere near as tall as George. George is 6'3". The guy that they all say is like that did it is like 5'6 to 5'8". Matter of fact, so the thing that the photo guy does, there's a shot of him leaving one of the stores, and the clerk runs right behind him and locks the door, and their heights are similar, and she was 5'6". So the detective in his initial report writes... Five seven estimate. That's that's nine inches shorter than the George dude. Right. It's all. It's almost a whole. You know. That's a head. Yeah. It's a head shorter. And they go through the entire case, and he gets convicted. They only try him on one of the six robberies because that clerk identified him in a picture. Which also goes to show you about the the criminal justice system because they were like, "This is definitely the guy, right?" And then they're like, "I don't know." Yeah. Of these two, who looks most like the guy is allegedly what was said to the to the witness. Right. Also, one person called into Crime Stoppers because and apparently it does look like him. Like he even concedes, yes, this guy looks a little bit like me, but is nowhere near nowhere tall. near as tall. But we have a similar look. And one person called into Crime Stoppers because they recognized the face and said, "Oh yeah, I know him. It's him." But the Absolutely. eyewitness testimony should have like gotten rid of him, but it didn't. And he went to. He's been in jail ten years. He's got an appeal coming, right? Literally, the forensic science community rejected his expert, right? Not his expert, the state's expert. Also, that state's expert was the. It was his first trial ever. Yeah, that's always a good sign. I, but shame on his defense attorney, right? Like my defense attorney better tear to shreds the other expert. Uh, but yeah, like there was a lot of stuff in those in the DNA one. The judge didn't allow the defense's DNA expert to testify how wrong the prosecutor's DNA expert was with his methodology. How does that work? Yeah. No, you're not allowed to have a defense expert. Your defense expert can't call into question my defense expert. What? Like, that's called my defense. Right. So, like, there's just all, there was just all kinds of stuff. I, I'll just wind up in jail is what will happen. Right. The second, like, it, like the second I get arrested, I'll just be in jail. I'll just be in jail. That's, be in jail That's okay. That's all right. Just give up. Hope hope they make good food in jail. They don't. Oh. Then I don't want to go. I don't want to go. We have to go. Oh. All right. We'll jump out to a break here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd. Thug Radio.
Well, what's up, Conroe? This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Uh, no, Captain Joey Savage. What was? Did you fall down the stairs? Are you okay? Yeah. Were you surprised? Yeah. Didn't know it was a radio show. Nope. Um, Where am I? <laughs> is this is this heaven? No, no, it's definitely not heaven. Uh, anyway. Uh, welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. We're also on www.nerdthugradio.com. And uh, I could be the guy on the cell phone ads who does all the different stuff. Yeah, you're pretty good at that now. Race and restrictions do apply. Consumer consumer warnings are a- applicable. I, I could be him in a minute. Right. Code for your job, phone guy. Phone dude. Talk fast his, guy. I don't want his job. You really don't. don't. His job is terrible. His job is screwing people over who don't listen. And like, sometimes the people at the counters don't know what they're doing either, and they just tell you stuff that's like not true. So like, my cell phone is I bought you know I bought a nice iPhone, so it's on a finance plan with AT and T, and so my bill went up I think twenty five or thirty dollars a month, and that's me paying a payment towards the phone. But as she as she's like explaining it. The way she explained it at the time was essentially like, yeah, after like 15, 16 months, you can trade it in for a new phone. No, because I still owe like $400 after that. Like, it's a $1,000 phone. I didn't pay it off in, in 10 months of $30. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> That's not math. But she doesn't know any better. She's like, Soon you've, you've collected f- iPhone debt. Yeah. Soon your next iPhone, which only costs $400, costs 9000 That's the only thing car dealerships do is they'll let you like go upside down on car loans a couple of times. And then, so like, when you drive off your car loan, oh, you know what, before we do all that, before we do all that, <laughs> let me tell you about Adventure Begins. <laughs> I don't want to go too far down this road. Uh, Adventure Begins on 1488. Uh, comics, games, and more. July 31st is the cutoff to get your box set up with them. Uh, I recommend doing it because the 10% is going to add up. Cause it's oh, full, yeah. It's, comics are expensive. It's like NWO. It's full life. Oh, life. Uh, make sure to get out there tonight at 6 to 8 p.m., Dungeon Masters Unite. It's a meetup group for DMs from all role-playing backgrounds. They're going to kickstart this thing with free pizza. Come meet other DMs, brainstorm and socialize and hang out. They're going to meet monthly. Um, and then Sunday, July 14th, they're also having their very first Junior D&D Adventurers League. Uh, they're going to meet up from 4 to 8 p.m. Nice. Yeah, so if you're ages 10 to 16, it's going to be a bi-weekly meetup. And this is session zero. This is where you can kind of go over the basics, learn how to build your character, learn how to be an adventurer. How to do the D&D. Do the D&D. Um, Wizards of the Coast just released an estimate. They believe currently there are 40 million Dungeons & Dragons players nationwide. That's awesome. That's that's great. I think that's amazing. Uh, anyway, make sure you go out to the Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Uh, they got a great little restaurant right next door called Tapped. Uh, adventure begins after hours on Friday and Saturday is BYOB. So go over there, get you a growler. Come on over, have a beer, hang out with people. I'm going to get out there tomorrow. I'm going to be out there tonight. I think is my plan this evening. Ooh, fancy. Might just bring some clicks up there. And if somebody wants to play, we'll play. No, I'll just hang out for a little bit. Say hi to people. Press the flesh. Ooh. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. I got my shots. It's cool. It's cool. I'm allowed to press the flesh now in this county. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So that's Adventure Begins. Make sure to go hang out with them. I really like it. The store's well lit and great. Bill, the owner, is a really great guy. Plus, I'm so pumped because July 31st, House of X comes out. 
so excited for this comic book. Oh, They have hyped this thing to an unbelievable degree. I am so excited. What if it's really bad? <sighs> oh, Nico, I'll burn Conroe down. I'll burn the whole Conroe down if this comic book is not any good. And that may sound extreme, but it's not. No, I don't know. I don't... I don't I don't see how it could be. Jonathan Hickman's a big deal and then the Marvel people have gotten really excited about it. They literally made a series of little short documentaries explaining like the major chapters of X-Men like Giant Size and Age of Apocalypse and they're like this is the next one. Ooh. So That's some pretty big shoes. All signs point to. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited. I'm pumped though. I'm super pumped. Um all that being said, though, we were—I was about to say this about cars. So, like, you get a car loan for like fifteen, you drive it off the lot. The car is now only worth like eleven. Remember, it was only eleven to five initially when you bought it anyway, right? Right. So already that difference of thirty-five hundred, you're out as you're making payments. That that's shrinking, but so is the value of your car. Yeah, it's depreciation. It takes about three years to break even, even on a car. And it takes about two more years for you to be quote unquote ahead on a car. But at that point, your car's worth like six and you owe like three on the loan. You're not not that far ahead. If you trade in a car in the first two years, you're upside down. That debt gets added to the next loan, and literally part of your payment is paying off an old loan. So like for every uh thousand dollars you finance is about twenty dollars of payment. Your payment will be like $60 more because you added $3,000 of the old loan onto the new loan. So what happens is people, like, there are people who trade in cars every two years. And they just keep paying on it and paying on it and paying on it and trading in and trading in. And eventually they have like this $850 car payment. And what they're paying for is like a $400 car and then like $500 of dead loan. Nice. And then eventually the banks are like, we won't let you finance anymore because at that point you're financing more dead debt than value of car. Like, I think you can go 50-50 and that's it. Meaning you can't borrow double what the car is. You can't borrow over double the car. It's like if a car is worth thirteen, you can't have a $27,000 loan. Right. Um, so most banks will cap it somewhere in that 20 to 25 range and be like, uh, that's it. This guy's cut off. Uh, speaking of cut off, is that really it? Is that the whole thing? We have like 30 seconds. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home was awesome. Oh, yeah. We can't. I'm going to give it just, a, just a, a smidgen more time. When we come back Sunday night, we are going to talk about the end credit scene. Oh, yeah, because this is a big deal. This is game changing. This leads into the next chapter of Marvel. They have now revealed like it's if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. This is the next era we are stepping into. Yeah. Untreaded territory. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, uh, this has been Nerd Thug Radio on behalf of the absent captain and little brother Nico. This is Cordy LG. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.